You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on life, liberty, and the pursuit of entertainment. I'm Shane, and I'm here with Blake McClellan. What's up, buddy? Hey now, what's up, man? I, <laughs> you sound uh, all about it. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was just thinking like the all in thing. Like, is anybody even all in anymore at this point? I think we're all like, uh, shit, we're all out of everything right now. I don't have anything to go all in with. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's even been hard. Like, we've talked about it. Like, we were kind of blasting through podcast episodes doing really well and then started doing the parody thing and then the, and the coronavirus and all that crap. And it's like, I'm only now starting to get the urge to do this again. That's only because the guests we have today. You know what I mean? We got a little tired doing the same crap. You know, I think it's weird. You know, you're right. You're, you're spot on with that. I think it's hard because one, financially, we are all insecure right now. Um, it doesn't matter. I like how you all insecure. All insecure. <laughs> it, it, you know, and so that's, that's obvious. I mean, you're seeing high paying executives get cut every day. You know, I mean, companies are trimming fat. The market may be up, but the world is not doing great. And so, you know, I think, you know, this next few months will be telling to see how we come out of this muck. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and I think we're also kind of burnt out on cell phones and stuff. Like I know I am like, I can't wait for the weekend and I just get away. I go camping. I get off the phone. I don't do anything. Like, I, I feel like what's a weekend though? Like I was having this conversation with my wife. I don't, it didn't feel any different. <laughs> Like, I feel like most of what's going on is pretty much the same during the week and the weekend now. I guess that's, I think it's on a per base person basis. I think because I've been so busy with the other company and doing the PPE stuff and that that I've been having, you know, pretty busy with the nine to five. And then, you know, we're now past two weeks, we've been pretty hot and heavy with implant compare stuff coming back and stuff. But, you know, it, it is, um, I'd imagine it is weird for you because you're used to staying so busy on the, the road, living out of your car, which I was too out of out of a plane really. But I mean, now I'm just more organized. So I just got more bandwidth. But at a certain point, there's only yeah. so much you can do. I mean, I, I'm sure that like you're probably getting a little stir crazy or your wife is. Well, I mean, that was the whole point of Japarity was giving me something to do constructive and, and like have, have fun doing dentistry stuff. Yes, and just staying connected in, in some way. You nailed that though, because I uh, we did our webinars early, and I was like, "Dude, this is just dumb." The webinars are dumb. Yeah. They're, they're dumb, and everybody's gonna do one, and it's gonna. Well, be it was just it like, was cool when you guys did yours, and then it was just like this flood. It was awful. Yeah. I mean, it was like being the first kid to wear the Sperry's to school. And then now every frat kid's got them on, you know, like, um, you know, it, it, I think for me, it was just, uh, it's just boring. I personally, I can't stand it. It's not worth me organizing the event. And so you saw that happening and there was no real enjoyment. And I think the morale was going down and we did like happy hours stuff, but with the Japerdio thing, Japerdio thing, it was, I can't even say it. Um, I think I'm the only one who can. That's okay. It, it's entertainment, and and I think that's what David BB was always talking about. You know, entertain, be bring value, be different, and you know, it, it was kind of a hassle for you to do. It's a lot of work, but it's been fun. You've enjoyed it. It's changed your morale. It's changed. Hey, when you're good at being an idiot, you got to go with what you're good at, it's right? And I am mastering that. Easy for you. It really it's, is. It is who. I, it's funny because it's like the podcast and all this stuff has been this evolution of me 
people perceiving me one way to to seeing who I really am, <laughs> which is a big weirdo. And they still which don't is like fine me. By me. You know, that's right. Well, whatever. As long as I can get these guys <laughs> to crack eggs on their head, get you to take shots of Tabasco sauce. Oh. I, what people don't realize is the point of doing this play. We're about to do a playoff and stuff too. Only one contestant will come out of this entire thing from season one without a severe punishment, which is that makes me happy. And they don't. Nobody realizes that until it's too late. So really, you don't like dentists. You were just actually playing this whole thing so you could get back to them low key, and now you're just slowly one by one making them drink hot sauce. I got you. No, I, so, you know, I'll, I'm going to segue this thing now to kind of bring our guests into like yeah. the relevant topic at hand. But I, I think that the most important thing here is what the hell has everybody been doing? What do you do? And how do you encourage someone to, you know, leverage social media still? Because I know a lot of people that I know that have done it well or have a big following or where you want to call, classify that as they're tired of it. And there's you know what no company spending money right now. You know what I think it is, dude? Just say it real quick, because I kind of felt this too. Um, and I noticed that when I was at a surgery today, I wanted to post again because that's this, you forget that you're passionate about this thing and nobody's been able to do what they're passionate about and then share that passion. Right. And so Good like point. people get burned on social media because you're just putting that BS that you're not really passionate about. Yeah. Right? Being, you're being fake. Yeah, I is. mean, you're, you're posting old stuff. It's not authentic. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So I think that that may be part of it, but, but who we have today is actually a, you know, there's influencers in dentistry, but this guy's a real influencer. He's got over a million followers on TikTok, so I need some advice there today. A uh, hundred something thousand on on Instagram. He's this giant, giant man. He's very, very tall. Uh, his name's Bo, and he does all these videos about uh, where he's like hidden camera and like people like asking him how tall he's, and that must get really annoying. So, uh, but I, I can't wait to have him on our our podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Big Bo Brown. How are you, buddy? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Hey, I got a really important question to start out with. How tall are you? Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I just knew it. <laughs> I am 7'1". Seven 7'1". One. Seven one. Yeah. yeah, so Blake, the first time, I think you might, you might have been the two, the first time I came in there when, all right, let's get a little backstory. But who do you work for? Like, what do you do during the day? Yeah, so I work for a dental practice called Atlanta Dental Spa, and I'm a videographer uh, full-time there. So I make all the social media posts, all that type of stuff. I sort of make the stories of like smile transformations and sort of just put the story to the cases, I guess. And Blake, if you see, I mean, you know Peter Bolden and you know Andrew Curry really well and all the guys are like giving all those guys at uh, Atlanta Dental Spa. I mean, you know how good their social media stuff is. I, it's in my lecture. I actually, I actually use mine too, and I videos. do the little ones. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I talk about some of the videos, like the one with Vanessa, where she's crying. You know, the yeah. the, the content's awesome, man. You got the, and Pete's smart to do that. You know, then and you guys, I think they've already started kicking campaigns off already. You've recorded a few like COVID videos and stuff too, right, Bo? Yeah, uh, we actually just got done recording some of the new like COVID stuff, like showcasing that we're using ploggers, all that different stuff, just to sort of show the extra mile that we're going. But yeah, we have a few more things coming up this week as well. So how, by the way, but, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Like, no, I was going to say like, how, how would that, how did that happen? You know, cause I love Pete's mind, the way he thinks about things. And I think it timing was everything for like rolling out an ad as a dental practice. And I haven't seen anything until about three or four days ago, five days ago, where it was, I started seeing Atlanta Dental Spa ads. 
And I was like, oh, this is genius because I don't, no one's really out there kind of telling like, hey, we haven't been in business, but now we are in business. We're doing things this way. I mean, restaurants are doing it, but no dental practice doing it. So I thought it was, I mean, how did that come about? Because it was a really good idea, I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, this is just where the genius comes from, Dr. Bolden, where uh, he sort of just utilizes things that other dentists and practices are afraid to use. And uh, that's sort of a reason he hired me. Like everyone thought he was crazy when he hired a videographer. They were like, wait, what? You hired a videographer? What what does that mean? And uh, we sort of just made it so that we're making these ads and pushing out these ads rather than seeing like these little like infographs that you always see everywhere. Um, We're like, let's just make like some badass video about the dentist, which you never really hear. And it's so different. And when it comes to the whole COVID thing, uh, we're like, we just need to jump on top of this because people are going to be afraid of going to any sort of medical place. And uh, we sort of brainstormed some ideas, came up with that. We filmed it in like a day or two and uh, I put it together and then we just pushed it out. And it sort of brought some validity to like what we're doing during this time, which is, I think everybody needs a little bit of. Well, in, in the ads that you guys do, like there's a, a method to the madness. You know, I went to the the summit. You were there, too. You can see the behind the scenes. But the video work you do, the editing, which I don't think people realize, like editing, because I'm like an amateur in it, like very little amateur in it. And it is hard as shit. <laughs> like yeah, how really difficult is. it is to edit and, and direct. Because you LinkedIn, really have to direct people, too. What does your LinkedIn yeah. look like, Shane? You're like uh, part-time amateur video <laughs> series host <laughs> slash... <laughs> Part-time well, basement uh, video editor. <laughs> yeah, let's not think about that one. I, it just depends on what these things actually get paid for. And then there's a long list of crap that I <laughs> claim to do that I make no money for. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bo, all right. So the real question is Mac or Windows? What are you using? What's the computer system? Mac. Oh, always use Mac. Mac. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm a Mac guy. People. Yeah, it's I'll just with, when it comes to Windows, it, I used it for a long time. I've been editing and making videos for like seven years. And I started off on a PC and like I got really good at editing on there too, like on uh, Premiere and everything, all the Adobe apps. But then I just realized I was taking so much time editing something that I it's so much simpler on a Mac. Like when I use Final Cut, it's it's like instead of having to do all these little things, you can just click this button. Everyone's like, Oh, well, yeah, you can't customize. And I'm like, no, I still can, but you can just make it easier by doing this. And the fact that you can export. Yeah, so intuitive. Yeah, stuff. Like the export times are the biggest reason I use it. And editing can be a wormhole, man. You got to know when to just like get, oh, yeah. the, get the project out there. And I'm sure for you guys pumping out volume is important. So Pete doesn't want you spending a month on a video, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Know? No. We try to and get you could, man, transitions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it is incredibly hard to get those down. I don't think people, you don't appreciate it till you at least dabble, right? Like Blake, yeah. you do a bunch of videos too. For me, transitions are without a doubt the hardest part. Like transitioning from one frame to another. It is for me anyhow. Well, um, well let me ask you this. Camera porn, what are you, what are you sporting there? What are you shooting with? Uh, I actually have, I just traded my Sony uh, A7 and I now have a... Uh, Canon EOS R, which I freaking love. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what those are, but they sound really expensive. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> and, and do you use like a DJI as with your combo when you're filming too? Like a, a uh, okay. What does that even mean? What's that acronym stand for? <laughs> That's it's, a company. It's like, 
Yeah, it's a company oh. gimbal. Um, yeah, I actually have a few different gimbals um, that. What's a gimbal? I'm sorry, I really have no a, idea. A gimbal is no, it's uh, it's so. Have you ever seen the things that you put the camera on and then you can move any certain way and the camera just stays smooth yeah. and in one spot? Yeah, it's like that. And there's a bunch of different brands or whatever, but uh, yeah, I use it sometimes if uh, if it's like moving shots that I'm wanting to do. It really is the type of feel I want the video to be. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you, how I did you think for dentist? I think it's just overkill. <laughs> like yeah, with true. the, with the gimbal stuff, like it, it, I think it looks better when it's just like on a tripod and then I just add the movement like in post. So how did you get into like videography in general? Like where did that start from? So I started, so in like I played uh, college basketball at uh, Cal State. Obviously. Yeah. Right. And uh, I. <laughs> My money was on um, on golf, but all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up in the sort of like I grew up in the industry. My dad's an editor. My uncle's an editor. My uh, grandpa is a director and producer. And so I, I grew up um, in that atmosphere and I sort of was always just interested in it, but I never really picked it up until. Um, actually college when I started getting into the whole YouTube thing after basketball and uh, I just ended up going into film school as well while playing basketball and once basketball ended because of just like some complications then uh, I continued to stay in film school started my YouTube channel sort of was I was teaching myself everything like editing and like how to use cameras and multiple cameras and lighting and it came down to, uh, I actually like ended up like not finishing all the way the film school just because the cost of opportunity was just way higher and me doing stuff outside that I already knew. Cause like my professor was getting mad at me because I was finishing stuff too fast, not using the right way or all this different stuff. And I'm like, but I just did this whole thing that like I did a movie in like two weeks instead we had the whole semester, but she got mad because I finished it early and I was editing a certain way and I'm just like everyone just said this was the best one and then like the movie ended up winning the little like film festival there <laughs> so and you finished the math problem ahead of everybody else you, you just didn't pretty sure pretty much work, right <laughs> right yeah I was just doing it sort of my own way which I found was faster and yeah so I started the whole YouTube thing and then that just like took off because like I had a few friends who were like big in YouTube and we were just like making videos and then I was making more money than like uh so how did that start? I'm very interested in this. So you were making money off like YouTube ads? Yeah. So I was making money off of YouTube ads, uh, the ad revenue, because I started off on this channel called the Fine Brothers, where it's like you do reactions to stuff like adults react or kids react to this. Um, they have like 11 million subscribers. Sure. And uh, I sort of became popular on that channel. And then people were like, you should start your own channel, whatever. And so I started my own youtube channel and then i sort of implemented the whole uh cinematic thing into it as well which somebody uh named i don't know if you guys know casey neistat like i really took after his style where it was like a vlog but then it would switch into like cool transitions and all this different stuff that no one else was really doing nice and i did that and then i ended up meeting this guy named logan paul (laughs) and then uh yeah yeah, and then we became friends and i became is that is that pewdiepie or whatever he does all that crazy shit no, Logan no, Paul, it's, 
that's Logan Paul and Jake Paul, right? The two brothers. Yeah. 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 Those and guys so, I mean, are. I mean, they they've got a mansion in L.A. I mean, they, these guys are oh, falling out of yeah. control. I mean, they're. You gotta yeah, get some of these YouTube money, Blake. What the hell? <laughs> YouTube money <laughs> is absolutely it. insane. Like I can just from just like numbers standpoint, I know some people who easily were making like if they're getting let's say two hundred thousand views a video and they're uploading four times a week. How much do you think they'd be making on just ad revenue? Like in a week? I don't know. A couple grand maybe? Or in a month. Let's say in a month. I don't know. Five grand seems like a lot. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know how it works. Probably it's more around 60 grand a month. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No wonder some, they're making so many I know damn some, videos. Yeah. I know some so people how do you, are how do you get that set up? Like um, what kind of viewership do you have to have, right? Obviously hey. volume and quality. Yeah, it's volume, and it really comes down to watch time as well. So if okay. you have, like, I have 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, and Dang I was man. doing decent numbers where it was, like, fifty to 60,000 views a video, and I, at one point I uploaded every day for a year. And it was, I after I did that, I completely burnt myself out completely. Sure. And uh, I was making, like, good money, and I was living in L.A. and Which you have I that just, great money to be living good. In LA. Right. <laughs> Basically, it was just quote unquote living because yeah. everything is a million dollars there. You can but, make six figures and you're below the poverty line there. Yeah, That's exactly. Out it really is. Um, but yeah, uh, and you should probably, like, if, I, if you have 300,000 subscribers, you should be averaging like at least 50,000 views, I would say. And you're, you're probably making around 10 grand a month. Um, nice. If you're, if you're doing it that, but I don't, do that anymore because uh i burnt myself out completely just doing youtube see that. non-stop well, for two and, years and to kind of shed some light on that i mean how many hours would you put into on a weekly basis building that following and creating oh, that man. audience like a lot of people you don't realize content, but it's not just gonna come yeah they have to find it it, it really comes down to staying healthy because it's like mentally healthy because it just drives you nuts where it's like so I wake up in the morning at seven, I edit the previous uh, day's video. I'm done by maybe nine or 10. Um, I post that, come up with the video idea for that day, film that whole thing that day, come home, try to remember to eat, maybe edit a little bit <laughs> and then wake up in the morning and do it again. And it, and I did that every day for like a year. And it just got to the point where it was just super simple. I wasn't thinking, but I was also just like, I felt like I was putting out just crap content because I was just yeah. trying to put out. A bunch I, I was of about stuff. to ask, like, does that play on your your overall psyche of uh, or just overall security in yourself, right? Because I would imagine you're always feeling con- self conscious about what you put out there, and based on the metrics and how the success is, yeah, it, it's it's, an, it's a vicious cycle. People are gonna right? keep, yeah, people are gonna keep watching if it starts to suck. Like they will for a little while. They'll cut you some slack, I would assume, but if yeah. you don't keep putting out, you know bombs out there every single time like people are gonna drop like yeah i mean i i totally agree and it it comes down to realizing like your perspective and then the people who are actually watching like they're watching you because you're making cool content and mainly because of your personality like that's why Mm -hmm. they're watching you and if you get to a point where you're just making the same video they don't care (laughs) they're like they're still watching these videos because they love the videos and they love your personality but 
me, I'm like, I want to do more. I want to do more of this, but that would mean I need more time editing. You're just getting videos. bored of doing the same type of thing over and over and over and over. Right. And then it also well, plays into you're like kind of a uh, circus bear in a, in a cage at a certain point. I mean, it, oh, for sure. You're just a show pony for these people. And, and, you know, I think in people are so quick to just forget. I mean, no one knows the depth that you put into being a quote unquote influencer, right? Everybody gives it a negative uh, term. They, they visualize it as some cute model sitting at a pool getting paid just to lay around and take selfies. And it's not that. Trying out this new sound effect for your in-depth thought right there. <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, this is built on the tears and scars of influencers, this whole model. No, um, it is it is challenging, you know, I would imagine to just kind of uphold that, especially when that's your income and it could all go away and then, you know, everything offends somebody nowadays. So then you're one video oh, away gosh, from saying yeah. the wrong thing. But that's thing. how you get a lot of people to watch too, right? There's that balancing act. You kind of want to piss. It's like they love you, hate you, but as long as they're watching. So it's that weird game. Yeah. You actually touched on a big thing on as to why I sort of drifted away. From I didn't touch it. on Bo's big thing, guys. I did not touch <laughs> Bo's big thing. Um, no, when you said, one, man, I'll take you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But when you said uh, the whole like how much you're making a month or whatever, that was the worst thing about it to me. Because if a video, you spend a whole bunch of time on this video that's a little different and you're just like, dang, this is like one of the best videos I've ever made. And then like all of a sudden it gets thousands, like dozens and thousands of less views than normal. And then you're just like, crap, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden you're like, am I going to pay rent this month? I have yeah. like three videos in order to dance, pay rent. Clown. Dance. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it got to the point. And that's how I met Dr. Bolden. It's a big story of how I met Dr. Bolden. But Well, let's hear that story at fast forward version. I actually want to know that. I, I don't know the story at all. Uh, basically, I was trying to get out of YouTube a little bit and um, just use that as sort of like a part-time thing and like the whole influencer thing. I've sort of just used it as a resume, honestly, now. And then if brand deals come by, I sure. do them. Um, but I just wanted like a salary job, which I can just not be stressed for once and just know I was getting a certain amount of money um, and I was still doing what I wanted to do, like videography. And so it, I was sort of looking, but like not really. And I actually, I've, ne I've never liked my teeth. And uh, I moved to Atlanta and I just typed in like veneers because I had heard something about veneers. I didn't even know what they were, but like I just typed it in and I was like, Atlanta, best veneers or whatever. And I called like two people, no one like answered or they were just like, honestly weird. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up messaging Atlanta Dental Spa on uh, Instagram. And then Dr. Bolden replied, I didn't know it was him, but I, was, I basically was like, hey, would you be interested in doing like a sort of trade thing? Like I give you a bunch of promo, maybe like do this stuff. And then like I filmed the whole like process of getting veneers and like bring a lot of promo to you guys. and. He's like, yeah, this is actually super interesting. I would be interested in this. And then he's like, uh, can I actually give you a call? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then he called me and he's like, yeah, we can probably work something out. And he's like, but I actually saw your like portfolio. You're really good with video. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, have you heard of D-Rock, like for Gary Vee? Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, definitely. He's like, I'm looking your for Your nose is way better than D-Rock's there, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, I want a D-Rock. And I was like, dang it. Long story short, I was sort of like, all right, I can I can be uh, the rock. And I, he's like, all right, let's meet at Starbucks. Let's talk over stuff. Bring your portfolio. 
brought my portfolio we met at Starbucks and I was actually in an interview already with uh, Cox Media, like the media company or whatever for an editing position. Oh, bro, you hit the jackpot. You both did. You and Bolden. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I told him, I was like, I don't know. They already offered their salary. And then he just sort of upped it. And I was like, all right, sold. And yeah, done. He's like, yeah, he's like, I, I want you. And he's like, I think we can work really well together. And yeah, it's been freaking awesome ever since. Well, I mean, it, I think you've probably met some more dental practices by now and understanding that that is an anomaly, not a normal oh. thing. Dentistry, total, right? total anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a cool ass crew who kind of just like Pete will try anything. You know, Pete and Curry, those guys, they're willing no, to, to gamble on stuff. But yeah, but it's Blake always talks group. about this with me because I like, I talk about, you know, meeting people to the DM. Like we got to do the fake stupid commercials we do on the Japarity, like uh, unofficial uh, commercials. Like check out their stuff. Hilarious. They're letting us use some yeah. of their stuff on it now. But the power of the DM, right, Blake? Like it's crazy. Oh, it can so really. Powerful. It yeah, works. it's so easy in calling. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, it, like, it's just a lot easier to get in touch with people nowadays. And that's like where the communication channel starts. And it's just a lot easier to know something about somebody too, because their whole portfolio is right there. You know, you get an already oh, a good so idea true. about them. Well, and, and guaranteed Pete saw how many followers you had on Instagram, which, what oh, do you have, like sure. 100 and something yeah. thousand on and Instagram? I knew that. I knew that, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, then I probably had around like 30 or 40 thousand but like just still. the 30 or forty thousand. Yeah. screw you guys well you're you're <laughs> an independent you're an independent business owner when you're an influencer right you have to manage everything yeah, um, yeah. You have to make sure client success you know paint campaigns mm -hmm. a lot of these companies are looking at you to come up with the strategy um yeah. you know if they're not huge like amazon or something like that then they're not going to have like a rollout and so <laughs> in dental we're seeing that right now these like dental influencers but they have a big following because they're just journaling their life and other dentists are all excited about watching it. But that doesn't make them a marketing guru or something like that where they know how to do, you know, brand strategies and then campaigns. Yeah. How do I incorporate this product without looking like a sales pitch? How do I, right, you know right. what I mean? They don't know how to do that. And I mean, so dentistry is in this natural. weird like stronghold where you're seeing a few early adopters who will just do a blatant billboard type thing. And, and those aren't very successful as we've seen. And so now like, there's like the standstill and because of everything that's happened with COVID, no media is being really spent, you know, not a lot of ads are being done anyways, but they can't, which is probably the to time start. to attack right now. Shit's got to be cheap as hell. Like real cheap. Right oh, now. I know. Well, I mean, I guess, it? I guess they're worried about like, there's no net to catch anything right now. Cause there's no money moving around. So you may create brand awareness right now, but there's not going to be any transactions. And dentistry is such a transactional thing. So we like these influencer strategies, they want them to say, okay, we're going to do an influencer strategy. And for instance, there's a company I worked with, I uh, was working on a proposal with on something and they wanted it, this social media strategy to lead to emails so they could get more emails on the email list. I mean, do you see, I mean, how, how do you see dentistry kind of embracing these influencer strategies when their mindset's like that? Being that you're coming from a savvy advertisers and savvy influencers, where's the bridge, do you think? Well, I mean, I really think it's something that honestly anyone can tap into. And it's just uh, if you want to learn it or not. And so when it comes to dentistry, the thing we sort of hit on was I was like, first off, yes, you're going to get a bunch of cool uh like dentist videos and all that different stuff. And sorry if I sound naive because I'm not like, uh, I didn't oh, go to you're dental good. school you're or good. anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I always, I always bring the outside of the whole 
dental experience thing in. And that's one thing that I always touch on whenever I have like my weekly meetings with Dr. Bolden. It's, uh, we, we really try to touch on uh, personality rather than being like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, he's getting an implant, this type of thing. That's it's just a picture of an implant. It's like, oh, how is he getting that implant? What's happening during the process? And how are they acting after as opposed to like how they live their it's life? It's almost before. everything but the procedure. Right. Which exactly. is the exact from, opposite for dental. <laughs> yeah, which is your customer, which is the patient, right? coming from their perspective is way more valuable than, than really when we're stuck in the industry, it's hard to see anything else but that, right? You right. gotta have that and different perspective, it helps. Right, and if you, if you think about it, when you're trying to become like a dental influencer, quote unquote, who are you trying to impress? Potential new patients so you can make more money or other dentists to just follow you? Like I would say the majority is they try to impress other dentists. <laughs> right, that doesn't pay right. Bills. Right. right, exactly. And that doesn't give you numbers either because there's only so many dentists, but how many people are there in the world? You, you, so, want, you want a combination of everything, I feel like. So with that, then it, let's say that they are trying to focus on getting them into the practice because there's so many dentists out there who don't give a shit about being an influencer, right? They don't care about Instagram, or whatever, but they know how important this stuff is. It's just not on their appetite. So how do you think are some basic tips that they could internally start successfully doing social media? Like if you could give like three or four tips that you say, like you were talking about, not the procedure, more about the experience mm-hmm. and things like that. Is it shooting iPhone video? Is it being more, you know, less graphics, more video? What What is your tip set there that you've seen working at a dental practice now and being an Yeah, because most of these guys can't hire you, right? Like, right, right. Happen. I mean, happen. the easiest thing is – everybody has a camera in their pocket now. Like Dr. Bolden says it too. It's everyone has a camera in their pocket. And the one thing that a patient wants to see is a personality because I'm sorry if no offense to any dentist out there, but some of you guys I've seen pictures and like, I'm like, Oh, it's a little creepy. But like all of a sudden, if you I hope hope they all take offense, you creepers (laughs) get your shit together. guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry. But if you look creepy and, but if you have, basically your personality is going to outweigh what somebody sees. If that makes sense. It's like, if, if there's a not so good picture of you out there, immediately someone's going to judge you. It's because humans suck. They're just going to judge you immediately and be like, no, that, that person's creepy. I'm not doing that. But all of a sudden if they see a video and at first, if they think, Oh, that person's sort of creepy, but then they're like, Oh dang, he's so nice. Oh my gosh. His patient's so happy. Like he's so, he's so funny that all of a sudden they're like, I want to go there. And it's the personality is the most important thing. And whether or not you think you do, you do have a personality and you can just take out your iPhone and just start recording. It's what your patients want to see. It's kind of like like you want to work with people you like or know, and and you don't have to be with them. You can digitally do it where you don't even know they're watching necessarily or you track it. But it's like giving parts of your personality so that they have something to go off of. They know you better than the other guy down the street. Right? So, so more likely they'll go to you. Can right. social media be outsourced by like, you're, you're, I, Ooh, I don't want to consider you being outsourced because you're an employee of the team. Now you're inside the operations. You see what's happening. Can it be outsourced to a company and say, you manage our social media to, for people to be successful? I, I think it's possible. Um, if you find the right person, but when it comes down to it, being a part of, the actual operation, I think that's sort of a huge 
influence on like the success of what you're wanting to do. It's just like getting an editor. If I want to get an editor for my YouTube videos, which I'm actually looking into because I don't want to edit my own videos. Um, <laughs> I want to start doing my videos again. Um, you need to have a relationship because they need to know how you're acting. They need to know your little punchlines. They need to know how to film something or like show a specific procedure, like a specific step or something. Cause if you're just like, Hey, yeah, come here and film this really fast. You're just going to get this like horrible corporate video that nobody understands. Yeah. It's like Blake, when you have to do like an implant compare video, finding somebody to edit that this is why you ended up editing a ton of them at the beginning is like, they didn't understand what they were editing. Right. They didn't know what part was money and which wasn't. So it's like having it to explain can't it takes as long as it would. Yeah, it's hard. It takes as much time to explain. Editing is impossible. Yeah, oh, you're it, taking more time to explain than it would take you to edit yourself. And that's yeah. the frustration. I'm still yeah. learning the like dental stuff. Like I'll be here and like I'm really good at storytelling and that's sort of where I shine. Which, that's more important anyways. Right. Than the procedural it, stuff. Right. But it's also like if we're trying to do informational videos, like people don't see a, a bunch of videos I do, which just go out to patients like post-op videos or pre-op videos, all those stuff that like Curry does or Creaseman does showing like the steps to clean your veneer, your new veneers or your temporaries, all that different stuff. I'm still learning all that. Like before I'm like, OK, what the heck is a temporary? Does that mean like a temporary shot? Like what is like what is that? And uh, I've learned to sort of film the important parts. And if you don't have somebody telling you as you're editing That's one like, i never would I have thought of temporary yeah you wouldn't think to explain it but yeah how the no, hell did anybody know no I, I didn't know any of these dental terms like i thought yeah uh dr curry was talking about a prius when he told me about a hybrid i was like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah that's a good point though i mean like having that perspective of not knowing anything is actually a huge asset when you're coming up with content yeah yeah i think it's a component too that's forgotten about. because if if you do bring the marketing in-house and you start doing so much of it, well, you may start targeting the ads too specific to what you know. Again, I don't, Shane, you, your wife has experience with this in the marketing side, but people yeah. aren't going and looking for uh, an all on X uh, solution, you know, when they Google. Assumptions will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you need data. You need to be more generic and broad. And so that having that non-dental mindset in the practice too helps because you need that unbiased approach. Uh, sometimes you get too fixated on the procedure itself and forget that you're a dentist, right? And, and that and his, able, his ability to get these really high up angles is incredible. I mean, Jesus. When <laughs> I walked into the office the first time and saw Bo, I was like, what the hell is going on as I'm looking up? Like I come up to his belly button. Yeah, it's people crazy. are like, is that a drone shot? And I'm like, no, shoot me. <laughs> a nice little shot. <laughs> I always have a stupid joke with him that I say every time. I was like, yeah, you get the down angle. I'll get the up angle, bro. We'll get it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, whose dog is that? Is it yours, Blake? Nope, not mine. Bastard. I beat. Not them. mine either. Uh oh, Bo. Yeah, sorry, my nice. No, you're good, dude. We all have that. We love dogs. Um, hey, I don't want to not talk about TikTok, right? Because I suck oh, so yeah. bad at it, and I really want to talk about. You have 1.1 million followers. When and how did you find and get into TikTok? <laughs> I so I saw TikTok when it started. Uh, when it became TikTok, it used to be like Musical.ly or something, some just cheesy, like lip syncing, cringy app. And Blake got uh, that question wrong with Jafarity. He paid for it dearly. And so, probably about two years ago, I saw that it changed into uh, TikTok. And then I like just opened it up just to, because, like, as like a 
I hate saying this. As an influencer, I always try to look for the the new like thing. Yeah, the platform. Yeah, the new platform and how I can like utilize it to like work with brands, all this different stuff. And I saw this app and I was like, dang, this is sort of like it's not just like the cringy music thing anymore. I'm like, I could just record stuff and just mute the music and it's sort of, I can use this as like a vine since vine isn't around. And so I just like put out this, like this video I had just in my photo library. Um, and it was of me, I think it was of me hitting my head. Cause I was just like, Oh, I just want like a funny fast video. And it's like of me walking and I'm like, Oh, you almost got me this time, like talking to a chandelier and then I smack my head on a door frame and then the video ends. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, people probably think this is funny. And I put it up and then all of a sudden, like, it was just like, bloop, 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 bloop. and I was like, what the freak is happening? And I was just like, yeah, that's with, not what happened to my videos. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was honestly a freak incident. And the video just ended up getting like 300,000 views in like a couple hours. And I was just like, what is happening? And then I had like, 10,000 followers. And I was like, what's, what it, what's going on? I was talking to Sarah, my fiance. I'm like, I, I think I just like hit on to something. I don't know. And, and I started making more videos and then like, they didn't do good at all. Like five of them were just like, <laughs> I did five in a row and I was like, all right, this app stinks. And then I did another hype thing and then it blew up again. And I was like, oh, wait. And then I, I did guess another that's my lane, huh? I, yeah. And I was like, and I just kept making fun of my height, just making fun of like, uh, just like, Life is a seven yeah. foot one dude. It's exactly it's, as a five and a half a guy, take it for granted some of the struggles you had to go through. So, Blake, <laughs> he did a video where, like, we're coming back from um, Bull and Spodak's uh, Bulletproof Conference. And so, Mo and I were sitting next to each other, but it was incredible going through the airport and just sitting back and watching people <laughs> watch him. It, it's just wild. It's almost like <laughs> there's a superstar there because he's so big. I mean, honestly, and literally, it was, I, it was hilarious because the first question I asked you was probably how tall you were as does everybody else. And it, it just got to be like, God, that has got to get annoying after five yeah, million yeah. time just in the airport. <laughs> well, let That's me ask the you thing that I that hit on. Is, we're talking about like this TikTok thing and everything. Is Are hashtags as important as, let's say, they were when they started? Yeah, please Instagram? teach me because I don't know. So I actually have like a TikTok or contact now where it's like directly at the top. And he told me that uh, he's like the people that tag like, TikToks, if you're using the trending ones, it'll give your video like better views, usually just because it, like people will see that when they click on the trending hashtag. But if you put hashtag like for you page or FYP, all those like spammy ones, he's like immediately your your videos drowned. Like, well, son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's drowned instantly. Um, and, he, and so just use the trending ones and then put a little twist on it. And that's what how I did really I find do. a trending one? Uh, like how do you just, know it's trending if you're old like me? Uh, you just go to like the search tab and you type in like hashtag and then it'll show you all the trending. Whatever the pops up. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, how do you use this iPhone? How do you, yeah, I do that what shit to Blake all the time. Especially when I started Instagram. I'm like, how do I add this or tag somebody? It's like, you hit the tag button, you idiot. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So you just really got to hit on something that like for TikTok that people aren't used to. And that's where I think I like immediately I was like, crap. There's no insanely tall person. Like I already get all these questions and I'm like, this is something that would make me stand out amongst millions. So I'm going to just like Literally. make fun of it. Yeah. And so that's stuff that stands out. Like, well, it's wow funny seeing other people online. do you now they're doing your bit now. 
You know, I've nah, seen no, a lot of six ten seven footers now copying what you started. You know, yeah, that must be annoying. <laughs> Sorry it's to bring fine. up a source. But... No, let me it's ask. Fine. <laughs> so you were, I saw uh, one of your, like uh, I think it was Instagram or TikTok or one of them. You were talking about um, that new show uh, uh, uploaded, right? Which I Blake got to watch it, dude. It's hilarious. It's like yeah, Black it's Mirror style funny. story with a comic, like comical yeah, aspect. Yeah, I've seen this. Like, I need to check hilarious. it out. I yeah. love Silicon Valley, you... so anything like tech- oh, it's, yeah, it's, that mixed with. Yeah, it's mixed like I'd say Black Mirror mixed with like Silicon Valley, like kind of that kind of feel, yeah, and it is definitely. just hilarious, um, but interesting too. And it's Amazon Prime, right? And then I see it's a sponsored post by you talking about it. And yeah. That I messed you. I'm like, how did like how does that even happen? How does that interaction happen? Do they contact uh, you? Contact them? How does that all work? So usually, um, they contact me. Uh, I just have my email on TikTok and all these places now, just because. Uh, when you get like a bunch of followers, obviously, then the brands want to start reaching out to you, which is sort of my motivation because I'm just always trying to make money, even though I'm having fun. But of course, um, yeah. And they reached out to me actually. Yeah, I got an email and it was like, "Hey, there's this new show upload coming out. Um, your your stuff is like all about comedy. Um, would you be interested in working with us?" And then we sort of talked over everything. We came up with a number, and then uh, yeah. We, they told me like you do a certain amount of posts for this amount of money and uh they sent me like screeners for the show like like four months ago and i watched it and i loved it so i was like yeah definitely let's work together that's that's really cool when it's something you like too right like that's oh yeah for sure i mean i think that's just the way it should be that's not the way it always is <laughs> no right? but uh not. what is that kind of how do you like how, i have no even idea how much something like that pays right do they pay you for the content piece do they pay you for how many views the content gets they tell you what content has to be in there? Like, how does that work? Uh, yeah, it would be like if, like, they were paying mainly for Instagram and TikTok numbers, like the engagement, mainly TikTok sure. for them uh, is what they really wanted to hit on. And it, it would be, I don't want to give like an exact number because I don't want brands using but yeah, like I would say anywhere from 5,000 to 15,000. Would wow. Some, yeah. Would be now, how much work pay. went into that for you? Right. Like how much did you have to go back? Cause corporate stuff's weird, right? Like they have to yeah, set exactly this yeah. way or done exactly that way. Uh, it's a lot of the times it's a lot of work just doing revisions. They're like, Hey, can you change this word? Hey, they said, can you change this word back? Hey, can you edit this and this <laughs> and this? And they're just like, Oh, it's an easy edit. And people are like, Oh, it's so easy. And I'm like, no, it's easy. Cause I've been doing it for seven years. Like yeah. that's why it's easy. It's, but it's still like, it's, it's complicated, especially with this. I love working with Amazon. Amazon worked with me again. It was so awesome. But when it comes <laughs> to the bigger, when it comes to the bigger stuff, it's tedious. Like I could, it was making it hard to do just my regular life because I was getting so many at re edits for them. Sure. Well, and you probably have on their side multiple, and not just them, but any corporation, more than one person who may may or not be on the same page, and like they right. want to change this, and this guy over here wants it the other way, and like so you're doing both. So, mm-hmm. but that's still pretty badass, dude. I mean, listen, I, I I've never really heard of Amazon, but I heard they're kind of an up and coming company. I yeah, I hear, yeah, they're pretty good. I would say <laughs> good time to buy the stock. Probably- yeah, maybe time to buy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably good. Everything I I own now comes delivered by them so uh, but that's really cool because i had no idea how that works because certainly nobody's reaching out to me about that unfortunately um nobody cares from my perspective blake <laughs> does you ever got reached out to, by amazon or anybody like that 
Not on purpose. Uh, there's, there's a few girls from Russia that said that they want me to look at their private page, oh but that's about gosh. all I'm getting in the DM. You know? I, don't my money. I don't think they're real. I don't think they're real women. It's some fat dude in his basement uh, like me. Uh, oh, man. I don't know how Instagram hasn't fixed that yet. You know, like they're constantly uh, yeah. altering that's, the algorithm so it makes it harder to get content to go viral, but they, yet I still get spam ads all the time. Yeah, that recently started happening under my post now. And it's like about Bitcoin. Oh. People being like, oh, thanks to Mr. Smith, I was able to get $16,000. Seriously? Oh my, oh my Lord. Now I got to go back and delete that. Yeah. Like, it's just annoying. God, that's spammers. Marketing yeah. people ruin everything. I swear to God. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that's awesome, dude. Any Any last tips for me? To, to get more than like five views on a video. So you gave me the really good hashtag one. Are you, I just are, do the exact opposite thing. Are you talking uh, on TikTok? Yeah, TikTok, yeah. Oh, wear yeah, a mask. Yeah. We already figured it out. You're too ugly. Uh, <laughs> is that true? Is that part of it? Blake says I don't get any views because I'm too ugly and certainly no, too old. Yeah, that's not, I don't think it's old. No, not at all. You need to do some sort of videos which either have like a punchline, like something where it's like you're doing it. Wait a Yeah, like – Honestly, like I did a video recently where it was like about being tall and like how I run into spiders. And then at the very end of it, it just like cuts immediately. And then I'm just like dead with like a uh, uh, one of those just tones there. And like people love it. It's because TikTok's like it's honestly age probably seven to 15, like mainly. And you just those attention spans are like goldfish. No well, now I feel or, weird because apparently I'm just like them. <laughs> no, there, there's a lot of people our age and stuff on there too. But I'm just saying like the main demographic is definitely younger. And so you just need to do fast comedy is huge on there or something super cool. Like, uh, I don't know if you're making like molds a certain way, that type of thing. It's, it's so really be funny or be cool. Over uh, uh, over two. Over two. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so what I, else, I what else you, you got for me? Blake, Blake, you might have a better chance, honestly. No, oh, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk shit to a seven-footer via internet, but that's about it. <laughs> Bo, oh, what, is, what are your handles so people can follow you? Uh, yeah, so on YouTube, which I'm not really uploading on right now, but I'm going to start. It's uh, seven-foot vlogs, V-L-O-G-S. Um, and then on Instagram and TikTok, it's just Big Bo Brown, B-I-G-B-E-A-U. Big Bo Brown. I don't know. Can you guys hear my kids stomping up there too? Jesus, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> he lives so you guys definitely go and follow him. It's worth it. It's funny stuff. I, I want to give a shout out to the Unwanted uh, Commercials guys. Thanks for letting us use your videos too. Um, really awesome. Check them out too. But Bo, dude, really appreciate coming on the podcast. It's it's cool to have like a legitimate influencer on here. Not And nothing against dental influencers, but you know, like... <laughs> The real deal, right? Like millions. I appreciate of you guys calling me an influencer. Awesome. Shane, Shane, you're my influencer. Oh yeah, I influence like two people. They're both my children. That's about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So, but man, really appreciate you coming on, dude. And uh, hopefully, I'll get to see you in person in not too long. So yeah, that would we'll be see. nice, man. Thanks for coming, All right, on, brother. Guys. Hey yeah, guys, no we'll problem, check. Guys. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.